0: Welcome to Canada's Most Irreverent Talk Show. This is The Andrew Lawton Show, brought to you by True North. Hello and welcome to you all. This is The Andrew Lawton Show, Canada's Most Irreverent Talk Show here on True North. It is Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. We are, I believe, the third night of Hanukkah. I might be the fourth night. I apologize if I for not checking that moments before the show. I think it's night three of Hanukkah. Uh, so if you are celebrating Hanukkah Samayak, and my apologies for not remembering how far along we are in it. We are also T-minus five days to Christmas. That one I know very well. If you are celebrating Christmas, I hope you are getting ready. Some of you might even be braving the malls right now as you listen to the show. And I say Godspeed and God be with you if that is the case. And uh, Kwanzaa, it, just to cover off all the bases, Kwanzaa is starting up, I believe, on the 26th. So it's a little too early for the Kwanzaa greeting, but we'll get you covered on a future program. Uh, what al- what other holidays? Uh Rambanan's not uh, near here. I believe Diwali's already come and gone. I, I, you have to be diverse these days. You can't uh, wish people... Uh, this is why you just do happy holidays as a catch-all, but then everyone uh, who celebrates Christmas thinks you're taking the Christmas out of the Christmas season, which I uh, don't necessarily want to do. I'm told I am being uh, sinophobic by not referencing that the lunar new year is coming soon. And to be honest, I have no idea when the lunar new year is. I assume the moon will tell us when it is ready, but a happy lunar new year to uh, to all of you. This is what happens when, uh, yeah, see my, uh, one of my uh, colleagues uh, is saying I'm a racist for not knowing that. So I've been called far worse by uh, far more people. So we, again, this is why you just can't do everything. This is why like the left has it right. We just have to wish sort of a woke secular solstice and (laughs) and that's it, but you can't have any joy. So maybe if all goes well on the 23rd, we will do uh, the Festivus for the rest of us. We will all have our feats of strength live on the Andrew Lawton Show. Uh, Just don't uh, put tinsel on the Festivus poll. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you need to brush up on your 1990s pop culture and go and binge watch Seinfeld over the holidays. Uh, Maybe this should just be the show now. I'll just like list all the holidays. And if I forget one, then I could be accused of racism by whatever that group is. But I think we actually actually have a real show for you today and I want to talk about Freedom Convoy 2.0. Freedom Convoy 2.0, which is supposedly coming up. And it's so bad that Ottawa police are like already preemptively cracking down, saying they are not going to allow a repeat of Freedom Convoy 1.0, in which a group of truckers and supporters protesting vaccine mandates took over downtown Ottawa for three weeks. And I want to first off set the stage here by saying that a lot of these concerns are overblown. James Botter of Canada Unity is talking about a repeat performance to some extent, but even James Botter is saying that he wants to be in Ottawa from February 17th to February 21st and then depart Ottawa the 22nd. So I guess that means there until the 22nd, unless it's like early checkout. Checkout's at 11 a.m. If you stay beyond, then you get billed for another night or something. But uh, he wants to do a uh, different sort of version of this thing. He's calling it the olive branch, and police are saying, no, 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 you don't get to do that. Uh, The Ottawa police chief, which is like, you know, five police chiefs since Peter Slowly, Chief Stubbs said police have already done significant work to address a potential protest in February. They've done intelligence gathering. They've spoken with the OPP. They've procured equipment, which they aren't saying, but I'm assuming is referring to tow trucks because we all know from the Public Order Emergency Commission that heavy duty tow trucks were like the Achilles heel of the police and federal government in the Freedom Convoy protests earlier this year. And it's not clear what they will permit and what they won't permit. Because you still have in this country, believe it or not, it's hard to believe with Justin Trudeau at the helm, a right to protest. You have a right to descend on Ottawa streets and cheer and wave your signs and wave your flags. And no one can take that constitutional right. And I would say that natural right away from you. Well, the government can try. But I think that the right to protest is a God-given right that is enshrined in the Constitution. It's not a right given to you by the government. It is a right affirmed by the government. And the reason that's an important distinction here is because it doesn't matter what exists on paper. When you have a natural right to do things, and, and freedom of speech includes the right to protest, and one of the big failings of the government, of which there were many, with its crackdown on the Freedom Convoy protest, is that they never offered a lawful alternative. They never said, okay, all of you can protest, but the trucks have to go. You pick up your trucks, you take them out to oh, Van Cleek or Arn Pryor, and you can come back in on foot. They never gave people that option. To the contrary, they pepper sprayed, they tear gassed, they uh, ran over with horses, anyone who wanted to stick around, even if they were there on foot. So if the government and police do anything to stop pedestrian protests in Ottawa this coming January and February, that will be an absolute outrage and an incredible violation of civil liberties. If they stop trucks from getting downtown, I think that's probably a legitimate use of their power if a truck is planning on camping out. But the real laugh here is that the Wellington Street corridor has already been blocked off since... January 27th of last of this year. And police and the city of Ottawa have never reopened Wellington Street. It remains closed to street traffic. So it's actually great if you're a pedestrian and you want to just go to Wellington Street. It has already been blocked off for you, ready to await your protest, if that's what you would like to do. I should note this is not legal advice. I'm talking about the government's own logic and how this is something that people want to demonstrate on Parliament Hill for whatever cause should be able to do so. Now, the reason I think this is an important discussion to have in, with a bit of an asterisk here, as I mentioned James Bodder, who wants to do this Olive Branch Edition, I've talked to other people who have said that there are other people, other groups, other events planned that are not connected with James Botter. I've talked to people who were there for the first Freedom Convoy and said, you know what, I want to go back for the one-year anniversary just to check it out. I want to have a bit of a reunion. Uh, there are other people that are planning planning their own little things. So the the media's framing of this is already completely way off. There is no official Freedom Convoy 2.0 in any form, certainly not one organized by James Botter, who, I mean, I believe, I don't actually know for sure. I believe he's still facing criminal charges. I don't know if he's allowed to go to downtown Ottawa, but there are other things that are going to happen. So don't be surprised if there is some loose group of Freedom Convoy acolytes that appear in Ottawa at various points or one point from, the end of January to the end of February. But here's where I would caution people with a little bit of wisdom from history here. The Freedom Convoy was an incredible moment in Canada. It was one that I wrote about in my book, The Freedom Convoy, the inside story of three weeks that shook the world, which I remind you exists now for the sole purpose of if you have someone that you still need to buy a Christmas present for, it is available. And I believe on Amazon, you can get like next day shipping depending on where in the country you are. So you can get it for your freedom loving uncle, or you can just get it as a gag gift for your freedom hating uncle. But it's really, you should just get it for anyone and everyone. But this was a momentous episode in Canada. And the nature of historic events is that they can't be easily replicated. And I'm of the mind that they shouldn't be replicated. And not that. The Freedom Convoy is Woodstock, but I'll use Woodstock as a comparison here because Woodstock was just this world-changing concert that took place on a farm in upstate New York in the 1960s. 1960, I should know this, 1969, I think. Uh, Why should I know that? I wasn't even alive. But anyway, Woodstock, momentous concert. They tried to do Woodstock, I think three other times. They tried to do various anniversaries of it, and it just never got off the ground because the first one was the real one. And it was the one that had all of the conditions, all of the time, all of the context, all of the people, all of the momentum, all just aligning. The stars aligned for that one big thing. And that's true of the Freedom Convoy as well. The stars aligned to get the truckers from Delta, British Columbia to Ottawa, from Southern Ontario to Ottawa, from Quebec and Atlantic Canada to Ottawa. The stars aligned to get the media paying attention to it. They all aligned to get just the right players to stand up. People like Tamara Leach and Chris Barber and so on. And you cannot manipulate some other set of events and recreate those conditions. It happened once, it was necessary in that time, and you can't just repeat that. So if people want to go back to Ottawa in honor of, or in memory of, the original Freedom Convoy, I think they should have at it. A lot of people made lifelong friendships during the original protests. And if they want to have a bit of a reunion, and it's an excuse to go to Ottawa, because you need an excuse to go to Ottawa in general, certainly in January or February, then have at it. But don't go thinking it's going to be something that it's not. It's not going to be a repeat of the Freedom Convoy 1.0, which was the exact situation that the circumstances warranted. And let's be real, those circumstances do not exist in the same form. And this is a bit of a contentious point because the thrust behind this protest was about freedom. Broadly, but more specifically, it was about freedom from COVID mandates, freedom from vaccine passports, the trucker mandate, as well as other mandates. And uh, it was interesting throughout the Public Order Emergency Commission hearings, learning about how governments that denied the convoy played a role in what they were doing were actually behind the scenes Conceding things to the convoy. Like Ontario, for example, uh, d- denied that the convoy had anything to do with its decision to announce a date to end vaccine passports. But uh, in the documents we saw, that actually was playing a role, just as it was in Alberta and just as it was in Saskatchewan as well. So the convoy did absolutely make a difference. And I think it was a very positive difference in the gestalt of things, in the grand scheme of things. But I'll say here that the purpose morphed as the protest went on. And when Justin Trudeau started calling them a fringe minority with unacceptable views, that was a morphing of the protest. Because all of a sudden it was about this vilification by the government. And then things went on a little bit further, and the Emergencies Act came into effect. And all of a sudden, this became the real threat to freedom. More than vaccine mandates, it was this government's use of its power to crack down on peaceful protesters. And I'll show you how gaslighting unfolds from this government. This is a clip of Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, last week defending the right to protest and assemble and have different views. When we say we're building a stronger future for everyone, we mean all Canadians, no matter who you voted for. Let us always remember, Conservative Canadians are not our enemies, they're our neighbours, our uncles and cousins, and our co-workers. We need to listen to them. Respectful disagreements and debate
1: are an essential part of our democracy and will always be a part of our lives,
0: even sometimes around the Christmas table. So this holiday season, let's remember to be there for one another, to be patient with one another, to be open to one another. After all, we're all in this together. Okay. Was there like a mistranslation? No, that was actually him speaking there. That wasn't translated. We're all in this together. We all need to listen to each other. Our political opponents are not the enemy. Is he doing like a comedy? Is this comedy? Is this sketch comedy? Was this Saturday Night Live? Has he forgotten everything about, I mean, it was bad enough when Justin Trudeau said under oath, oh, I never called the unvaccinated names. And we're like, well, we have the clip of you doing it, but now he comes out and we get, oh yeah, we all have to be patient. And even if we disagree, that's all fine. That's all hunky dory. It's how do we get from fringe minority with unacceptable beliefs to kumbaya, like, (laughs) This is like, this is gaslighting 101. And of course, a lot of Canadians will go along with this. And, oh, he's so thoughtful. He's so sweet. He's reaching across the aisle. Not like those evil partisan conservatives under Pierre Polyev. But this is what we are dealing with. And this is why, again, that broader message of freedom, of accountability, of truth is still alive. But I stress that I don't think the convoy is the vehicle, pardon the pun, that is going to be as powerful in any subsequent form as it was the first time around. That's all. It's not an indictment, not a condemnation. It's more of a prediction. But I do want to walk back a a part of that because I think the convoy movement which is larger than the convoy protest, has been incredibly influential. It has made, as I said earlier, lifelong friendships. It's also created various groups and networks and communities across this country, some of which have decided to pay it forward. One in particular I learned about very recently in Oshawa, Ontario, a group of people, Communities for Freedom. They met during the convoy. They looked around and saw that their community, Oshawa, needed to rebuild and they wanted to help this process along so they did what we should be welcoming in the holiday season they planned a little gift giveaway to homeless people to the needy where they were going to give them food and toiletries and clothing and just various necessities At a weekend event, they called it Christmas Stockings for the Homeless. Nothing political, nothing about the convoy or anything remarkably controversial. And the city of Oshawa's bylaw officers descended on them early on and said, you can't do this. If you go around the park giving out these free things, you're going to be in violation of a bylaw. So the organizer, Ashley Wickett, said, all right, well, what we'll do is we'll just stay outside of the park. I'll hand out stuff from my car, and that way we're not getting into anyone's way. The city sent her another letter and said, well, no, if you do this, you're going to be in violation of the highway vending bylaw. And I'm convinced that if she said I was going to do it on uh, her own front lawn, she would have been told she was violating the Ashley Wickett front lawn bylaw. I think at, at a certain point, the city of Oshawa just decided they didn't want anyone helping the homeless on their watch. So they decided they were going to get involved. And I heard from Ashley this morning the city of Oshawa was there and actually gave her a ticket for $250 for that uh, nonsensical highway vending bylaw. And she wasn't vending anything, by the way, she was giving out things to the homeless. Here's a, a little clip of the bylaw enforcement officers circulating their gift giveaway here, courtesy of our friends at Rebel News. <laughs> I love that. Merry Christmas. Yeah, well, Merry Christmas to you too, to the tune of $250. Ashley Wickett joins me on the line now. Uh, Ashley, thanks for coming on today. Great to speak with you.
1: Hi, uh, thank you for having me.
0: So... I mean, you and I spoke last week when the bylaw officers were originally uh, coming down on you. And I I kind of hoped that when there was a bit of attention towards this, they would leave you alone and realize that uh, you weren't doing anything wrong. But they were there. They were out there. And I don't know if it's full force, but they were certainly present on Sunday.
1: Uh, Yeah, they were there. They did not approach us on Sunday at all.
0: So they were just driving around. I, I know uh, later on in that clip, they were taking pictures and videoing you. How did you end up getting a, a ticket?
1: Um, I received the ticket uh, through email this morning.
0: <laughs> so, so they could have walked up to you on Sunday and handed this to you. And instead they emailed it to you. I don't even know if that's like, I don't know if that's legal, but they, they could have gone Sunday and they didn't. They emailed you this morning.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They could have came up to me.
0: So did they, did they say anything? Did they like give you a message like attached as your holiday greeting from the city of Oshawa? Like I'm curious, this delivery method I find insane.
1: Um, All they said in the email was um, attached is the ticket uh, due to your event on Sunday and that's it.
0: Wow. What, what was it just for people that didn't follow True North's coverage or, or follow this on social media? What is it you were actually doing on the weekend?
1: Yeah, um, we just went out, Uh, we had lunch, uh, sandwiches, uh, some orange juice and some treats, Uh, we also had a a whole bunch of donations, uh, underwear, socks and whatnot, what you'd usually put in a stocking, and we just wanted to go out and hand out to the homeless and less fortunate.
0: And did you have many of the people there that were coming, that were receiving these things and and were appreciative of them?
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So how many people did you interact with that were homeless or or needy on the weekend?
1: I would say around 50 people.
0: So in some sense, it's good that the city didn't stop it from happening, that that you were allowed to proceed. But still, I I find it egregious that you were punished for doing this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say something. Um, Before I showed up, there was actually another group, a church, that was handing things out from their vehicle there before our group was there.
0: And they weren't affiliated with you or anything?
1: No, no.
0: And we, I, I don't know if you know them, but are you aware if they were fined at all in the last uh, few days?
1: Um, I don't know them. Uh, they also told, I did ask them, you know, do, do you guys have a permit for this? Uh, they said they do not. And, they are quite quiet about their things. They don't. They keep it within their group of thirty, and that's it because they know that um, bylaw gives you know trouble.
0: You know, I emailed the head of bylaw enforcement uh, a few times in the last uh, few days, and they've not given a single response. They haven't uh, said why it is that they believe this is a problem. They wouldn't even confirm that they had issued the the ticket to you, although you did send a picture, and I, I take it at face value there. You had said something when you and I spoke by phone last week that I, I felt may have been true, which is that you think they may have, you may have attracted the wrong kind of attention because your group has freedom in the name. And I, I see what you're wearing now. It has Freedom Convoy 2022 on it, so you're not shying away from your, your personal beliefs on this. But this wasn't a political event in any way.
1: No, it was not. Uh, I have support uh, from people in the freedom movement. I have support from people that aren't in the freedom movement, and uh, we can all come together and rebuild the community. Uh, Actually, one of my friends uh, was out there about an hour earlier. Um, He does have flags on his vehicle, and he was approached by two bylaw officers saying he may not do this, which is funny because he was just parked alone doing nothing.
0: So, yeah, so now the, the Canadian flag is like the universal symbol of we don't want anything to do with you to, to some of these people. And, you know, I was reading because I, I actually know I've been to Oshawa, but usually it's been on the 401 driving through. So I, I haven't spent much time there. And a few people mentioned to me something that I didn't know, which is that the mayor of Oshawa supposedly has an experience with homelessness himself. And he's been a motivational speaker and he, he's overcome this. And you would assume that in a city like that, of all places, there would be a, a semblance of compassion. Passion for uh, people like you that are out doing this work, but that just didn't exist. And I, I, I don't know for a fact, but have you heard from anyone on council who's sympathetic, or from the mayor's office that's sympathetic with this, or has it just been from bylaw that you've heard?
1: Um, I haven't heard from anybody else yet. Unfortunately, it's just been bylaw.
0: That's crazy. And I, I again, I mean, I know you did this because you wanted to help people, not to make a point, but are you fighting this ticket? Are you paying the ticket?
1: I'll be fighting the ticket.
0: And have you had any, like, are you doing this on your own? Have you had any legal assistance?
1: Um, As of right now, uh, no. (laughs) Um,
0: But? I'm glad. I'm glad you are fighting it, though, because I think a lot of like two hundred and fifty dollars is is a lot of money for, in to a lot of families. I, I don't want to deny that, but a lot of people would just pay it to make it go away. And I, I think when you do that, you give the city license to do this sort of stuff over and over again.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. So- um. I won't be bullied into you know, just paying. And also, again, like I said, there was another group there that were doing through the vehicle, we parked in a parking lot and we walked everything over
0: yeah so that, this is the the part I find odd so just walk me through what actually happened because I, I saw that I wasn't able to make it but I saw that brief video of, of you know that uh, rebel uh, journalists had taken and I didn't see any illicit activity from your group in there although I did hear someone point out that there might have been a violation of the distracted driving laws by the city of Ottawa by law enforcement officers so we'll let we'll let the Durham police handle that but uh, you you parked in a parking lot which I'm assuming you paid for parking or it was free parking, but you didn't get a parking ticket or anything. You get food out of your car and necessities out of your car. Where's the highway vending taking place?
1: Well, exactly. That's what I'm wondering myself.
0: So it's like, I don't even know. Like, I feel like they were just going to go after you for something. And they just decided to just like reach into a filing cabinet of bylaws and pull one out here. But like, where was the actual distribution taking place?
1: Yeah, that's what I would like to know myself. I mean, we took the more difficult route and decided, okay, we won't do it out of back of the trunk. We'll just grab as many things as we can in our hands and just physically hand them out.
0: And where did you do the distribution?
1: Uh, It was across from uh, the park or on the sidewalk, wherever they were. I mean, multiple people would go up to wherever the homeless was.
0: But it was on the sidewalk. It wasn't on the road.
1: Yes, on the sidewalk.
0: So, and again, the idea that you would have needed a license or a permit to do that. And I think the, it's interesting, the other church uh, group that was present in doing that and the same thing. And that would certainly reaffirm your theory, I suspect, that they just didn't like people with Canadian flags and freedom in their name.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. It uh, almost confirmed it for me.
0: Well, Well, where do you go from here? What's next for you?
1: Well, I am going to dispute the ticket. And, uh, you know, I did have someone reach out that is close to the area where the homeless are located and said, I may use their property in future times so that we could avoid this situation.
0: That's wonderful. Well, if you do another event like this, please let me know. I, I am sure to put out the call on here and I suspect you may have uh, even more donations than you had uh, this time if, if people want to show up and, and lend a hand. So I appreciate you doing this and I, I'm so glad that you are not letting yourself be uh, bullied by the city because I, I you had said that when when we spoke last, that that's really what it felt like they were doing to you, just bullying you into not doing this.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I won't stand down. I will help who I want when I want.
0: <laughs> Preach it. That's the spirit. Ashley Wickett of Communities for Freedom in Oshawa. I was going to offer to uh, pay the ticket for you, but you're not fighting it, which is uh, even better. So uh, we'll not help you pay that ticket and we'll uh, very much support you as you go up against them. And, and please do keep us posted. Ashley, Merry Christmas to you.
1: Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you. That was such a great story. I mean, It's funny that you can take what is a heartwarming story uh, at first of, hey, this group wants to do something nice. That's lovely. We should all do nice things. And then Ottawa bureaucrats, or sorry, Oshawa, very easy to get those two mixed up given how they're behaving. Oshawa bureaucrats, though, uh, it's not an autocorrect. It's Oshawa. uh, Just decide, we we don't want this to happen. We don't want anyone to help the homeless. You have to be licensed to. And uh, if you read my story, one of the lines that they gave Ashley, which was just bizarre, was, well, maybe if you really want to help the homeless, you could just donate to established charities. Uh, you know, for people that are homeless, I feel they will probably take a hamper in hand over a check to another organization, which will, at certain point, pay it forward. But it's an immediacy that you're able to offer with this. And, you know, I've often said that I have, generally speaking, little regard for municipal bylaw enforcement. I, I generally cannot find any major use or purpose for them and every time a story like this comes up it reaffirms very much that position so let's talk about the broader context here just before we wrap things up and and this is a, a microcosm of i think a larger fight which is that people that take a stand for freedom are vilified and maligned by those in positions of power. And it's why I think there is probably a bit of momentum behind this idea of continuing on with the freedom movement. The same people that want to have another little gathering in Ottawa... But at a certain point, I also think people need to take a step back and say that the freedom movement can exist without there being an actual freedom protest and a convoy protest in Ottawa. And, you know, I think leading by example is probably the absolute best thing, because one of the big narratives that emerged from the mainstream media in the Convoy 1.0 Protest in Ottawa was that, oh, they were stealing from the homeless. And, you know, that was like one of the most easily debunked things when anyone said, well, actually, they're feeding the homeless. They're cooking food and there's so much food, they don't know what to do with it. And they're trying to bring it to homeless shelters and homeless shelters are saying, wow, even we don't have enough need for that food here. And you had homeless people that were staying by the food tent, that were being fed, that were also helping out, that had a sense of community. That was the spirit of the convoy. It was about people. It was about Humanity. And when you see that trickle out into these other applications, like giving the homeless uh, stockings of food and necessities and toiletries and giving them that in Oshawa, that is to me a bigger purpose and a higher purpose than a bunch of trucks in downtown Ottawa. We've got to end things there. My thanks to all of you for tuning into the program today. Tomorrow, we will start a little bit of a year-end theme of content here. We're going to have Paul Wells on the show for a postmortem of the Public Order Emergency Commission and the uh, Justin Trudeau factor in this last year of politics and lots more planned in the weeks ahead as we do the countdown to Christmas and to the end of 2022. But I want to thank you all very much for tuning into the program today. We'll talk to you tomorrow